Hello and welcome to another episode of Five Questions in Ten Minutes, Season Three. We're kicking off again. Um, this is Paul Guttaker. I'm the director of Brazos Fellows, and I'm very happy to have with me today Allison Brown. Welcome, Allison. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Allison is going to be teaching in the um, Fellows class this morning. We're doing um, sort of the formation of the the canon and scripture, so that'll be great fun. Allison has her BA uh, in History and Political Science from Oklahoma State University and her MA in the History of Christianity uh, from Wheaton College, and she's currently a PhD student in the Religion Department here at Baylor studying 16th century resistance theory, which sounds awesome, so and gender. Fun. Yes. That's great. It's so fun. Yeah. Both things. Well, um, so this sort of leads me into my first question, which I'm cheating a little bit. It's sort of a two-parter. Um, but, you know, you do your, your work is on the 16th century, on, on the Reformation, sort of era of Reformations in the church. And I, I want to know, like, what's something you wish that Protestants knew about the Reformation or Reformations? And then maybe, like, um, sort of making it a two-parter and cheating here, but um, what's something you wish Catholics knew? Yes. Great questions. Um, well, for Protestants, I think my answer is in your question uh, when you corrected to Reformation. Oh, yeah. And so um, uh, I had I heard a scholar say one time that basically the amount of Reformations is the amount of people that were Protestant. So there was basically, you know, mm. 100,000 Reformations that were happening. Um, and there, and so I think a lot of times we want neat stories. We want people to be put in neat boxes mm -hmm. and we want them to be heroes and have nothing bad to yeah. say about anyone, and um, that's just not the story of the Reformation, Reformations. And um, so I just want Protestants to know that their history is, is, is a messy one, and mm. it's, but that, that mm. doesn't make it bad. It's just more complicated than we think, and that we can learn a lot from people because of those complications. Like, mm -hmm. you're not a Protestant because, you know, purely religious reasons. It depended on your gender, your location, your your class, you know, how, you, how much could you read, could you not read, and yeah. what books you had in your possession. So it's just sometimes really complicated um, movement, movements, and I think we can learn a lot from the messiness. Mm, mm -hmm. And for Catholics, I think um, one thing I would like them to know is that the Protestant reformers did not wake up wanting to be schismatic. Mm -hmm. um, most of them yeah. didn't, and they deeply loved the church, and they really thought what they were doing, for better or for worse, was, mm -hmm. was what um, was the best way to preserve the purity of the church. Yeah. Um, and so that you know, my, my advisor, David Whitford, always says, no one wakes up wanting to be a heretic. And so, <laughs> you know, what they're doing is, is a sincere effort um, yeah, to right. try and reform the church. So, yeah, I think those are things. That's really know. helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, I'm wondering, you know, this is sort of a follow-up. I continue to cheat, I guess, on this first question. But if there's a book that sort of an interested lay Christian would be, you know, oh, I want to learn more about that messiness or the sort of complications of the story, where is there a place you'd point them to start? Um, I, I am cheating too. My advisor, David <laughs> Whitford, has a really great book um, on Luther and just a yeah. really great introduction to him as a person. I mean, there's some great biographies of Luther out there. Um, his is just pretty short and mm. gets at the, mm -hmm. you know, Luther's a very late medieval person. He's also very apocalyptic. Yeah. Like he's and he's crazy sometimes and, and <laughs> horrible sometimes. And so, I think that book really gets at at least Luther's figure. Um, mm -hmm. I also really love uh, Carl Lindbergh, which is also my Dr. Grossfather. So, like mm. um, his book on the European Reformations is really great too, of, oh, of great. kind of the whole story. Yeah, awesome. And as always, we'll sort of link to these um, yeah. for for listeners. Okay, awesome. Number two. So this is something I sort of stole from taking classes with David Bevington. 
um, who loves William Gladstone, this great sort of yes. British statesman of the 19th century. And Gladstone had four doctors. He had four sort of authors that most shaped his life. And his were, um, if I'm remembering right, Aristotle, Augustine, Dante, and Joseph Butler. He's kind of the odd one in that mix. <laughs> but, you know, hey, 19th century uh, Britain. Um, so I'm curious, who are your four doctors? It's a hard question, and I feel like I'm in rarefied air with Aristotle. No, <laughs> um, mine, I think, are Jane Austen, honestly. Yeah. Um, I read Pride and Prejudice in the seventh grade and loved it. I still love it. Um, just the idea of, you know, Lizzie Bennet and Eleanor Dashwood and Aunt Ellie, all these strong, independent women mm. who um, stand up to the patriarchy and also stand <laughs> up to um, the uncertainty of their lives. And I just love, I love Jane Austen a lot. Mm. Um, I think um, one is Jonathan Edwards, honestly. Yeah. He was like the first like real, quote unquote, real theologian I read yeah. in, in my undergrad. And I wrote my like honors thesis on his view on death as a sophomore. Like I had no idea what I was, wow. no idea what yeah. I was doing. I didn't oh, mention awesome. Any ref- like the word reformed didn't even like get it. anyway it was not a great thesis but um, but he as someone who struggles with anxiety like his story mm. of coming from this incredibly anxious view of death to like by the end of his life at one of his daughter's sermons like this beautiful reflection on the joys of heaven mm. was just really impactful to me mm-hmm. um, personally and then also really helped me see like oh I want to do this I want to study Christian history wow. yeah um, and then more professionally, I think, what is John Fia um, yeah. at Messiah College? Like, he, just his book on why study history and um, mm-hmm. why is America founded, uh, was America founded as a Christian nation, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. really helped me think about how to ask different questions about history and how to study history really well. Mm. And then I think last, it was actually, I, re- I only read her last year, was uh, Natalie Zeman Davis. She's a cultural mm-hmm. historian. Mm-hmm. Um, of the early modern era and just she asks really fun questions she's mm-hmm. such a fun writer so I think that's like who I want to be when I grow up is her. <laughs> yeah. um, as just someone who makes history really fun and interesting and um, does really good history as well yeah I love that that's a mm-hmm. that's a great collection I can sort of see their four yeah. you know maybe faces yes. on, yeah, on like the in Geneva they have the Kelvin base yet yeah that's great Awesome. awesome. Um, and also, props for reading Jonathan Edwards as a sophomore. Uh, I wish someone had made me do that. that it was, no, that's great. I love it. Was it was really fun. Um, okay, number three. Question three. What's um, what's a work, could be you know, sort of literature, art, music, whatever, um, fiction, you find yourself returning to the most that you sort of keep coming back to? Yeah. Um, there's one choral piece uh, by, gosh, I think it's Gregorio Allegri. My Italian is not great. Um, it was written in the 1600s, um, and it's uh, Miserere Me Deus, so it's a Latin set mm-hmm. uh, setting of um, Psalm 51. And I heard it for the first time, and we, at Wheaton, like the, the, you know, the amazing, they have an amazing music program, performed it. Um, and I love it. And it was a really cool story because basically it was only performed in the Tenebrae, like, Good Friday service, basically yeah. in the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Like, it was literally the only time it was performed. So there were three certified copies of the music, but then Mozart came in when he was 14 and, like, transcribed the music, and that's how we have it now is because Mozart just transcribed it from memory. Wow. It's insane. But it's this beautiful, beautiful piece, and I love it because it's in Latin, and I know I'm a Protestant Reformation historian, but mm-hmm. um, I love singing with the church, and I love... Yeah. Latin a lot um, because you know that's the Bible in the West was in Latin for a thousand years. So I think it's really important for us to remember mm. that history and also just again the lament of David is really beautiful in that in that song. Mm. So yeah, it's a great piece. You should listen to it. I will. That's great. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to. Um, okay, uh, what's the first thing? This is 2020 after all. Oh, yeah. 
um, what's the first thing you're going to do after COVID? Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Really. What does it mean to be after COVID? But what's, uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. I want, I want to eat tacos with my friends yeah. without a mask. Like tacos and masks don't mix. Right. And so <laughs> I just would love to hang out with people yeah. and like, cause I can only hang out like four people at a time. So to have like yeah. all my friends together. I mean, not all, you know, many, many of them together in one, in one spot eating tacos would be glorious. That, I mean, that does sound awesome. Yeah. That'd be hard to beat. Okay. Last one. Um, what's next on your reading list? What's the book you're sort of looking forward to getting to? Gosh. Um, I could say all my coursework books, uh, but I won't. <laughs> that should be one of my reading lists. Um, no, we were talking about excited. Excited to books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, okay. I've been trying to get through five red herrings, which is a Dorothy Sayers, Peter, Wim, Lord Peter Wimsey yeah. novel. Um, and that has just taken me a long, it's a hard book to follow on audiobooks. So, yeah. um, but that's one I'm excited to finish. I think, mm-hmm. um, cause I started a few times and I want to finish it and I love it. Lord Peter Whimsy. Who oh, doesn't? The best. Who doesn't? The best. I remember that one being uniquely complicated though yes. among them. An yeah. audiobook it is not it does not yeah. work for me. I'm yeah. like, who is happening? So That's great. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks, Allison. Um, thanks for asking my five plus questions <laughs> and um, for being here this morning with the fellows as well. My pleasure. And thanks for listening. Stay tuned. We'll have um, more episodes coming your way soon.